Well, my friends, I was wondering, I have a question for you. How many of you guys love going on adventures? Does anybody like going on adventures? Yeah, absolutely. How many of you guys love exploring? Does anybody like to explore? How many of you guys love to dig? Yeah, I've got four girls and my three oldest, every time they go outside in the backyard, I say, you can go play in the park, but please don't dig in the ground. Please don't dig in the garden, because they love to dig. Does anybody else like to dig up stuff? Can you imagine if you were digging one day in your backyard and you found a treasure? For real? How cool would that be? Would you guys like that? Yeah? Do you guys know that there's a story in the Bible about a treasure hunt? For real. There's totally a story in the Bible about a treasure. It's found in Matthew chapter 13, and it's a pretty incredible story, because first of all, we know that God's word is true. But this is actually a story that Jesus told. Now, Jesus was a pretty incredible storyteller. In fact, guys, he was the best storyteller ever. In fact, he would start telling stories or telling us story to help us understand the kingdom of heaven a little bit better. And he would start telling a story to his friends. And then he'd look up and there was a few more people. And then he'd keep telling. And he'd look up again and there was even more people. And sometimes the Bible tells us that sometimes there was like thousands of people listening to Jesus talk. You have to be really, really, really smart and really good at sharing things if you have a thousand people waiting to listen to hear what you have to say. But Jesus in this instance is telling a story and he's actually telling something called a parable. Have you guys ever heard the word parable before? It's not a very common word anymore, but basically what it means is that it's an earthly story, so a story that you or I can understand pretty easily, but it's with a heavenly meaning. So it means it's talking about the kingdom of heaven. So an earthly story with a heavenly meaning, talking about the kingdom of heaven. That's what the story is about today. Well, this story, like I said, is found in Matthew chapter 13, and you guys can see it in your Bibles that you guys got this week too. So it's near the second part of the Bible. And it's the first book in the New Testament, Matthew chapter 13. Let me find it in my Bible here, too. There it is. Matthew chapter 13. So it's about this man, and he goes out, and he's out maybe in his backyard. Maybe he's exploring a little bit, but he brought with him a shovel. Wait a second. I do have a shovel someplace. Oh, there it is. He brought with him a shovel. Now, how many of you guys like to go digging with a shovel? Hopefully not one that looks like this. But he went digging with a shovel or stick, and he was just kind of digging around, digging around, checking things out, looking around. Nothing exciting happening, too, too much. He's digging, he's digging, he's digging. And all of a sudden, he hears, oh, my goodness. His shovel has hit something in the ground. So guess what he does? He keeps digging. It hits it again and again. Oh, my goodness. And he starts digging as fast as he can because now he's excited. Would you guys be excited if your shovel hit something in the ground? Yes, you would. Absolutely. He's digging, he's digging, he's digging. And all of a sudden, he sees what his shovel has uncovered. He's super excited. He leans down, picks it up, brushes it off. He has found a treasure box. 
Well, he is so excited. Can you guys imagine digging and digging and digging and finding a treasure box? How excited would you be? Pretty excited, right? So he finds a treasure box. He blows off, gets the sand off. He looks around to see if anybody else is seeing what he's just seen. And he opens it up. Oh, my goodness, friends. Inside of his treasure box, he finds actual treasure. There's diamonds and there's pearls. Oh, wow. Okay, this is the most incredible treasure he has ever found. Has anybody ever found diamonds and pearls when you're on your treasure hunt? No, me either. But my goodness, this guy was so excited. He's overjoyed. He can't believe it. But here's the thing. He's been exploring so much that he's no longer on his property. He's on somebody else's property. Uh-oh. Yeah, right? You know. So he decides... He's going to close this back up. He's going to shut the lid. He's going to go ahead and put it back in the ground where he found it. He's going to cover it back up with the dirt, hide it away. And then he's going to go and find the person who owns the land. So he goes and finds the person. But wait, 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 wait. Before he goes to find the person, he's going to have to offer them some money to try and buy a piece of land, right? He can't just go to them and say, hey, I found a lot of treasure on your land. Do you mind if I keep it? That's not going to go well, right? So he goes back home. He finds everything he can that's valuable. He has his, maybe he goes to his playroom and he finds his toys that are valuable. They probably didn't have playrooms back then, but you never know. And he probably looks at his shoes and says, I don't really need those. I can sell those. Maybe he grabs his piggy bank and he says, uh, I, okay, here. Um, I've got all this. And uh, he gets everything he has. And he goes and finds the man who owns the land. And he says, please, please, sir, can I please, um, I just need to buy your land. Actually, not even your whole land, just a little portion of your land, like in the back right-hand corner, past the big rock, you know, the place. And the guy is looking at him like, why do you need to buy a little section of my land? And the guy goes, no, no, it's, it's good. I just need to buy your land. Please, can I just buy that little piece? I'll give you all this. And the guy goes, oh, okay, as long as you'll pay me for it, I'll, I'll let you buy my land or that piece of land. And he buys the piece of the land. And he goes back and digs up his treasure again. And he is overjoyed by the treasure that he has. Now, you might be thinking, Pastor Cat, that's a great story. Why did you tell me that story today? What does it have to do with me? And here's the wonderful thing about when Jesus told stories. Because I just told one of Jesus' stories. That's not one of mine. I'm not that creative. But Jesus told that story. And why would Jesus tell us that story? And why would it be included in God's word, which we know is true? Well, here's the thing. That treasure helps us to learn something really important about God's kingdom. It talks about the kingdom of heaven. And now the kingdom of heaven is pretty cool because the kingdom of heaven is anywhere you see God at work. We talked about God sightings this week. And you guys told us about things you saw around you maybe in your neighborhood, maybe at your house, when someone was showing a kindness. I heard some stories about when you were at the grocery store with your mom and you saw somebody in front of you pick up something that had fallen on the ground and say, oh, man, this is yours, and handed it back to them. I heard stories about when you show kindness to your brother or your sister by helping them clean their room even though you didn't make the mess with them. That's a God sighting. I heard stories about being outside and seeing a monarch butterfly. That's God's creation. That's a God sighting. And there's all these ways that we can see God at work around us. And the kingdom of heaven is like that where we see God at work 
And it's like finding a treasure that's so, so valuable. But there's a flip side to this as well, and that we are like the treasure, and God is like the man. Where he gave up everything he had, he gave it all up, right? Because we know that Jesus came from heaven. Friends, heaven is incredible. Nothing bad happens in heaven. There's no sadness. There's no sickness. There's no disappointment. The Bible tells us there's no tears in heaven. There's just pure joy. But Jesus left heaven to come to earth because he loved you so much. He loved you so much. He gave it all up because he wanted to know you. And he wanted you to have life with him forever. So just like the gentleman in our story who gave up everything he had, he sold it all so he could have that treasure. Just like that, you're like this treasure and God's like the man, or Jesus is like the man who sold everything and came to earth so he could have the treasure. You are the treasure. You are so valuable to God. Did you know that? He gave up everything because he loves you so very much. And more than anything else, he wants you to know him. And we can know him by saying to him, I love you. I want you to be in my life. I want you to be my friend forever. And my friends, that is like the best decision you'll ever make. Because there's no friend better than Jesus. He loves you so, so very much that he gave up everything so he could have you, his treasure. And when we make that decision to have Jesus as part of our life, it changes everything because God's word is life-changing. And when Jesus is part of our life, we are able to live life by being more loving, by being more caring, because those are all attributes that Jesus has. And when he's a part of us, wow, things begin to change. We become more and more like Jesus. And it's an incredible journey that you'll start yourself on. Now, sometimes it might feel like it costs us something. Maybe we have to give up some things that the world might say is important or other people might see as valuable. But we remember that the most valuable thing is life forever with Jesus, right? And that's what's most important. So my friends, I made this decision for myself a long time ago when I was a kid. And I've got to tell you, um, I've never, ever regretted making that decision. Do you know that? There's lots of decisions that I make that I'm like, oh, I probably shouldn't have done that. Oh, man, I guess I probably shouldn't have made that choice. But making Jesus my best friend and asking him to be part of my life, that was the best decision I've ever made. And I made that a long time ago. Not that I'm old, but it was a long time ago. And it has changed my life forever for the better. It has allowed me to love people better. It has allowed me to make better decisions. It has allowed me to care for people better. It's allowed me to get to know you guys. Do you know that? It's true. And today I wanted to give you guys that opportunity to get to know Jesus, to accept him as your very, very best friend. Because like I said, guys, it is the best decision you will ever make. It is one decision that you will have with you forever because Jesus will never leave you. He loves you so, so much. And more than that, he allows you to be with him forever in heaven. So I was going to suggest if you would like to, 
and I don't want to make you, but if you would like to make that decision this morning, you are very welcome to do that. And I will pray for you because that's my honor to do that. That's a pretty exciting part of my rule here this morning is that I get to pray with you. And if you'd like to say it after me, you are welcome to say it after me. Um, if you want to go find your mom or your dad or your grandma and grandpa that you came with this morning and pray with them, you're welcome to do that too. But I'm going to say a prayer. And if you would like to have Jesus as your very best friend, if you would like to say that I know that I am God's treasure, I am valuable, I'm important, you can repeat that after me. So I'm going to ask you guys to close your eyes only so you're not distracted, okay? That's why we close your eyes. And you're going to close your eyes, and if you'd like to repeat it after me, you can. If not, you can just sit quietly. That's okay. Okay? Dear Jesus, I thank you for loving me. Thank you, Jesus, for giving up everything so that you have me as your treasure. Thank you for seeing me as valuable and precious. I love you so much, God. And I want to have you in my life. Because I know that life with you is truly the best. So Jesus, I pray that you would be a part of my life and help me to live my life for you. In Jesus' name, amen. You know what's really cool, my friends? I am so excited for you because, like I said, that is the best decision you'll ever make. If you said that prayer with us this morning, if you've said that prayer before. Um, but the Bible tells us that the angels, guess what they're doing when they hear you say those words? Any ideas? Yeah, Quinn. They're delivering the message to God. You know what? Um, God actually hears us right away when we pray. Our, he gives us his full attention. Isn't that so cool? But the angels in heaven are throwing a party. No joke. It tells us that the angels in heaven are rejoicing. They're having a big celebration. Chips and cake and, well, maybe not chips and cake. But they're having a big, big party and celebration because they are so happy that you have decided to join God's family to accept Jesus as your very own and to make him your best friend. That's so wonderful, and we are so happy for you too. If you said that prayer this morning and you made that decision for yourself this morning and you want to tell your crew leader, I bet you anything, they will be so happy for you. All right? And this week, my friends, you guys all got one of these. Big shout out to the Canadian Bible Society for donating these to all of the kids that came to camp this week, by the way. But my friends, you guys all got one of these, and this is God's word. This is the treasure that we have to be able to find out what God says to us. And I really, really, really encourage you to read it. And if you can't read, get your mom and dad to read it with you, okay? Or your grown-up to read it with you. And it will help to change your life forever, okay? It's super important. But guys, I'm so proud of you. And I'm so excited to start this journey off with you.